All right, welcome to uh, Dungeon Dads podcast. This is uh, Tom Blaylock. I'm your dungeon master, and this is the Phil Near episode zero uh, episode of uh, Every War Must End. Uh, we have Tim here, Timmy Carr. Hello, hello. Uh, hey, man, what's up? Um, Nothing, just you know, doing this from a hotel room, not my usual setup, but. Uh... I, you know, I'm I'm making do with the limited desk space. I, I mean, I gotta say, I'm a little uh, I'm a little jealous of your setup there. Like, you're gonna be you can be as loud as you want. No one's gonna come down, ask you to put them back to bed. That's true. Uh, That's true. Yeah. No kids, no kids in the house because I'm not in the house. Yeah, um, I am. I have two kids in the house upstairs asleep, and I have a wife who's out uh, with friends tonight. So uh, I'm hoping I'll get some kind of warning before she comes in the door but she may she, she may come in the door and we have to cut it out we're really lucky tonight we're also joined by uh john watson hey 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 what's up <laughs> so john john uh by popular demand is going to do a few voices tonight uh his character ionis is not going to be in this issue no 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 just feel near yeah so and you're you and you're you got a birthday coming up soon so this yeah. is all part of your birthday weekend right yeah man yeah it's it's uh, super exciting Another couple of days, and I'll be the big four zero. I'll say happy oh, belated because by the time this comes on, it will have passed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. By the time this comes on, you will be forty one. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully not that long. No, jeez, jeez. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get it started, guys. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to give you a little uh, overview of uh, of where you are, and we'll we'll get right into this. Okay. Okay. So inside. Littlefoot Lake is a kind of freshwater coral. Uh, and when it's polished with heat applied to it, you can fuse them together and create a kind of beautiful, dark, translucent pink glass. And only in all of Faerun, only the halflings of Lakeshire know how to cultivate and process this coral that they call Lady Bone. And literally every single storefront, arched entranceway, and every home in the whole town of of lakeshire has some bit of ladybone worked into it and stuff is so prized outside of the breen that these halflings are all basically rich uh this is sort of like a if you think of like a gold rush town this is sort of like anchorage alaska in 1972 um so there's consuls and emissaries that are from every major city in Farron. there are representatives of religious factions trade factions um, this is like a sort of a fancy town that's all built up of this uh, uh, expensive coral. And the the houses, the consuls' houses here all sort of give a taste of the city that they're from. So they some of them are restaurants. Uh, some of them have uh, uh, like music studios, galleries, that sort of thing. Um, and I mean, I'm imagining Epcot Center. <laughs> for for some mm. of these uh for some some of these houses it's like you know you go to little japan for for sushi and to hear the taiko drums right uh and uh, along an aqueduct three men in waxed black riding cloaks dismount their horses 
and approach one very well-built console's house with Ladybone inlaid in the door in the sigil of Neverwinter. And a sign above the door reads, Neverwinter Museum open to the public. Uh, should we, uh, should we knock? Go right ahead. See if it does anything for you. It, it, it just couldn't be this easy, right? I don't think oh, so. Oh, the door is open. I thought I heard something outside. Yes, the door is open. You can come in. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, hello, sir. Hello, good sir. <laughs> hello. Welcome. Welcome to the Neverwinter Museum. My name is Phil Neer. Oh, and, and I should... Hello. Uh, uh, what, uh, are you here to see something specific, or would you um, like me to give you a tour? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you think, Grigus? Yeah, why don't we follow the little guy? See what he has to say. Okay, uh, that would be great. I would, I would love to do that. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with Neverwinter. It does. Uh, it, it would behoove me to, to, uh, to ask. Actually, I, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, where are you from? Um, we are from South so, uh, South Maine. South Mainland, okay, so the southern the southern mainland. Don't, don't don't my my friend is having some trouble here. We are from the the southern the southern mainland, and we wanted to know a little bit more about uh, what was happening in this city. We know that um, that Neverwinter had fallen on some hard times. And so yes. it uh, it was just it's interesting to see a town that has um, that has fallen so low and that has kind of picked themselves up from their bootstraps. So we are very interested to find out uh, what it is that has um, the the kind of salt, the kind of metal these people are made of. Oh, well, I'm delighted that you're interested. I would love to uh, explain more. Neverwinter has been um, on uh, quite a project of restoration, and we are hoping to. Uh, expand people's appreciation of it uh, in order to help uh, facilitate further growth and bring people to it as uh, tourists or businesses or you know what have you as new residents so as you guys open the door and you head in we see that this uh this this person this filnir is he's a half elf and he is totally covered in flour <laughs> and um and he's wearing an apron over some very nice silken uh green and purple robes and when the door opens it opens up into uh like a lovely gallery of antique wood and off to the right there is uh, a room that's filled with glass uh boxes that all have like interesting baubles in it in them oh yes do come in i i do apologize for my appearance i was um in the middle of making one of the traditional dishes of neverwinter um which are, are quite popular with the, the regulars at the museum. Um, they're a, a cream puff type of pastry, I guess would be the best way to put it. Um, cream puff? Uh, yes, they have a they have a, a doughy outside that's lightly sugared, but with a, an inside that's filled with um, a, a, a vanilla and a fruit that's local to Neverwinter, which is usually quite bitter, but when they put it through the process of cooking, it makes it quite sweet and complements the vanilla very, very well. That sounds delicious. Sounds fantastic. Um, well, uh, they are available at the at the end of the museum, um, if you would like. But I can I can give you a tour. Everything is uh, in the oven, and I have quite some time before I need to take them out. All right, we'll take the tour. Yes, please. 
Great. Um, so as you can see, there's a, a room full of here, full of bobbles. Um, on the right, that is uh, that is one of the finer decorations from Neverwinter that was very common in the Black Lake district, which is where the the upper class, I guess you would say, um, often lived. And that was one of the, again, one of the more traditional uh, decorations they had in their homes to reflect their status and made them feel quite proud of their homes. That's 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 actually uh, that's actually pretty interesting. There, would would you say, Griggs? Yeah, I think that is I think that is quite an interesting bit of information. Thank you. Mm, yes, I mean the the more fascinating part is that it comes from the traditions that actually come from the poor section of town, um, where the poor people started to blow glass for the merchants, but then there was a mistake that created this very thin but very solid glass that allowed them to make these bubbles and they became so prized by the one from by the upper class that that, that uh, several merchants several glass blowers excuse me were brought up and specialized and no longer made bottles and regular you know things that that merchants needed you think this is what we're looking for here Griggs uh. I'm not sure. It doesn't really sound like it. I think. Does Phil near hear that? Is this, this is, we're all in close we're proximity. We're trying to be, trying to be uh, super secret, but I think my guy here, I guess, what, what, who am I again? Am I Larray? You're Larray. I'm Larray Mook, and I'm here with my brother, Garay Mook. Not to be con- not to be confused with Larry Mook and Gary Mook. <laughs> and, and our and our leader Griggs, who was who was quite handsome, right? I mean, I didn't actually describe him yet. He's like an older dude. He's very handsome, but he's kind of like rough, uh, rough around the edges. I'm 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 thinking about a sort of a cross between um, Andy Warhol and uh, and George Clooney in um uh in uh, up in the air like that's just sort of okay. sort of a mix between those two guys <laughs> also ripped <laughs> super ripped super ripped oh yeah and and he's got an exposed midriff that allows us yeah, to see this I all think, right that's right I think, <laughs> I think he just he leaves his leather his leather armor slightly open there in the middle so you can just see the tops of the boobs it's just the, um, the, the and the and the, the beginnings of the twelve pack underneath. <laughs> uh, uh, um, shall I take you into the next room? Is that something that you would like to see? Yes, yes, please take us into the next room. Is that what the is that what the cream puffs are? Uh, no, we're not. There's a few rooms. I'm sorry. I, I know they're they're quite tasty, and I, I may have hyped them up a little bit to make you hungry. I apologize. Um. The next room, you will have to watch your head as you walk through. This is a halfling village after all. And while we have renovated parts of the museum, we have not finished all of the doors. So do mind your head as you pass through. Damn it. You should have told me that a little earlier. What is this thing I just hit my head on? God. Well, I mean, it's it's wood. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) It's a doorframe. Yeah, there is a little bit of lady bone in the doorframe, as they like to do in this town, which is, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the local Polish decoral. Uh, ex- explain, please. Um, well, it's only grown, it only grows naturally in this lake, um, and it has become quite a prized possession, much like the bubbles I showed you before, and it has made these halflings, um, you know, very, very wealthy, and they trade in it, but is quite limited since it is a natural resource, and they are... Um, 
they are very fond of it. They put it all in the doors on all of the buildings around here. Um, so it does make it a little bit tricky to renovate to make the doorways uh, tall enough for even someone as short as myself. You're not that short, buddy. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. Um, if you come into the next room, um, we have what is kind of the polar opposite of the Black Lake upper class district. Um, there's a district in that it was in Neverwinter called Beggar's Nest. And that is actually, as I mentioned before, the glass blowers in the uh, in the sort of working district where the, uh, a lot of the people who are less fortunate um, lived. That is what Beggar's Nest is. It is essentially where the bulk of the population of the city lived. It's, I'm not supposed to really say in squalor, but uh, you know, you know how cities are. Lots of people with not very much money have to sort of manage a small space. And and were they stealing from each other over there? Is this where the is this where the bad peoples came from? Well, there's actually another district later on in the tour that has um, a, a more organized criminal element and relation to it. But this is more like yes, they were probably this is probably where people were stabbed after playing dice and losing or trying to steal something from a you know from somebody else. Like you know maybe even something as simple as food. It's 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 quite tragic and it's that thing that nobody likes to see, but it all it always exists. Oh, it sounds like you kind of place Griggs. <laughs> why? Why would oh. you say something like that? He's being—he's being ridiculous. Oh. Uh, shut uh, up, I, shut I, up. I hope you're joking. <laughs> of course, of course, he is. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> what we have here, there's not really good representation of it because that district changes over so much. But we do have a mock sort of um, hovel tent uh, setup over there in the corner. If you would look, you will see sort of what was uh, a makeshift merchant's uh, booth. If that's the right word for it, um, can I go in here? Is this is this cool for me to walk in this back door here? Uh, and that one is locked, so you you could try, but it doesn't really go anywhere. I'm sorry. Oh, it's just like a stage production here, huh? Yes, it's just it's it's part of the museum. There were doors in um, in Beggar's Nest that uh, would often allow access to uh, the merchants that needed help, and it was sort of the back entrance sometimes, if you know what I mean. Yes, it's pre- it's it's all pretty. I I. I what happened to Neverwinter? It is unfortunately quite a long story and quite complicated and convoluted. So I, I can't really do it justice. That you'd have to come back when the consul was actually here to uh, explain it, but he's not here at the moment. I, I apologize. Greg, did you hear that? Uh, listen, I'm wondering if there is a part of this tour that focuses on jewelry. Jewelry. Hmm. Well, if you'll follow me through two rooms, um, I think there might be something that's more interesting to you. So as we go through, we're going to go through the room that represents the docks district. This is where the organized criminal element tended to hang out. You'll see there's a uh, sort of a model of the of one of the piers, and there are some crates there. A lot of contraband would come in and out. Um, and it's possible that jewelry was involved in that, but that's not really... It wasn't really known for that. Um, so if you'll pass right through that room, we'll go to the room uh, that represents the city core. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a map of Neverwinter, but it was quite well defended. It had its own fortress. Um, and the Halls of Justice are probably the most famous building there, uh, which um, represented a temple to Tyr. Are you familiar with Tyr? Is that, uh, is that a, a god of... He's a god, yes. 
the god tier. He has the. Is that the one with the hammer? That the hammer, the hammer god. No, I don't think that's right. Hammer, ha- hammer it down, tear. That's a song, that, isn't that, it? Hammer, hammer tear. I feel like that's. Break, it's, I think it's break something it down, like that. Hammer has, tear. Yes. yes. Hammer tear. Break it down. Hammer tear. Uh, <laughs> clearly, your bards on the southern mainland have different songs. I suppose so. Yeah. My my friend I, here, he gets a little. Um, anyway, he, he gets a little stop. overzealous. Hammer yes. Tear. Thank you very much, Larry. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh-huh. Huh. I would like to hear more of that song. It sounds quite good. Well, maybe after the tour, maybe you could tell us more about... Yo, Dwarve, yo, Dwarve, yo. Yo, Dwarve, yo, Dwarve, Okay, yo. okay, Hammer okay. Tear. That's enough. That's enough. Thank you. Please continue. What instrument do they play along with that? Is that would they play that with a lute? <laughs> uh, is that the one that you strum? Well, that's one of the ones that you strum, yes. It's the one that you strum. Yeah, that's the one. Oh. Oh. Isn't that right, Larray? Mm. Okay, well, anyway, um, uh, the only connection I can make to jewelry is um, in the city core, which was essentially a fortress, that there were vaults and there were merchants, and uh, some of those were jewelers. There's none of great repute. Uh, but there are, we do have some, um, some busts from Neverwinter that managed to be saved and brought down here uh, to Lakeshire. Uh, and there was uh, several pieces of jewelry. Um, that are on display, but they are, um, you know, you must remain some distance from them if you don't mind. It is a museum after all. All right. We'd just like to take a look. We like, we like looking at shiny bubbles from different, different cities, different cultures. This, this, the whatever's in this room sounds real good. Okay. Well, just follow me. Lorraine, you wait here, Lorraine. Lorraine gets a little uh, close, if you know what I mean. Lorraine, you wait here. Mm. Okay, so we walk into the next room. Yeah, we walk into this next room. This is uh this is the this is the the room that has all the expensive stuff in it and things are sort of there's glass, but then there's sort of iron over the glass in in places that sort of look like make them look like there's little manacles that are sort of uh, locking these things down so they actually look like um, real deal chests that have that have sort of metal instead of the wood of the chest, it's glass. So you can see through them. And this is the, this is, this is the room that these guys are definitely looking for. Um, Does this look like uh, what you were hoping to find? Yes. Uh, Yes. This is looking much better, much better. What's this sword here with the emerald on it? Uh, The sword with the emerald. Well, it's this thing. It's a sword. It looks like a, like the spear tip of a, Big old boar oh, spear oh, here. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, we have the, to... the emerald sitting next to it. What is that emerald? Like, what's that? What is all this? The spearhead you're looking is an ancient artifact that was found in Neverwinter. Um, there is a significance to it. Again, the the details of which I am I'm not the best person to explain. I, I've heard rumors of some sort of uh, curse... Uh, probably is the best word for it. Um, I mean, the emerald is unfortunately of the same variety. Mm. Not something that should be handled. Would you say this happened before or after the primordial? The primordial? That is what I heard, that Neverwinter was destroyed by a primordial. Oh. Oh. Um... I do believe it is older than the primordial, and it happened to somehow survive the destruction. Mm. 
Interesting. Kind of looks like I kind of feel like it's it's talking to me. Yes, there have been rumors of people hearing whispers in this room, and they do seem to originate from the the spirit. But it also could be the building next door and the construction between the two buildings, because there is a tavern next door. So it's not actually clear that this thing is cursed or speaks. That's just the legend. And it, of course, sounds good for a museum. All right. So Larray comes back in the room and he whispers in uh, Griggs's ear. Consoles in the back bedroom. Doors locked, but I can see through the keyhole. Right, right. Okay. Keep an eye on it. We'll join you shortly. All right. You got a you got a a, sh- a shit pot in this in this fine house. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, of course we do. Um, it is actually just out to the left. Uh, if you go out there, you will see uh where the cream puffs are, and then opposite the cream puffs, there is a loo. Uh, but where's but the shit? Where's, where's the shit yes. pot? No, that's what you, that's the another word for oh. what you are asking oh. for. Oh, okay. All right. I'm sorry. I am supposed to speak cleanly while I'm in here. All right. All right. So, Griggs, I'm going to the shit pot. Uh, all right. Griggs. All right. Uh, I'll be in the shit pot for my normal amount of time. Right. Thank you very much. That's like three minutes. Under- understood. Griggs, understood. In the shit pot. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. So. <laughs> 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 so, so, so he goes. He goes out to the shit pot, and and you still have Garay, uh, and 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 Griggs in there with Filner, and 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 Garay has moved over to a bookshelf. And he is starting to finger some like super old, beautiful looking books. Oh, sir, do you mind not not touching the books? They are quite fragile, um, and they are not meant to be handled by visitors. Well, what's this one about? Uh, would you describe the name on the binding, please? I cannot see behind, see through you to it, find out which book it is. It starts with a letter that is in gold, and the book is blue. Blue with gold. It's this one. Oh yes, those I believe are the those are the the child stories uh, that are common to Neverwinter. They're, they're fables. Oh, I see. I see. Well, they're quite pretty. It's a quite pretty book. I wonder. I wonder where Larray is. I mean, he did say he would be a few minutes. Can I offer you a cream a cream puff? Well, uh, this is really the end of the tour. Um, we can go in the other room. I can um, get you a cream puff again. It's a it's a, a staple of the Neverwinter district. It is uh, quite traditional, uh, and they that, were quite that, fond of them. We did manage that to salvage right. a recipe. We'll come back and get one in just a moment. Uh, I believe that uh, my friend uh, Garay here. Oh, what is that? You guys hear a uh, scream of an elf, super high pitched. And as soon as this happens, um, uh, Larray grabs Filnir and pushes him up against the glass box that has this uh, boar spear in it. And Griggs runs immediately out of the room to where the screaming is. Um, so it's just you, you are grappled by, by Larray, uh, Filnir. Uh, what yeah. what what's the meaning of this? Just hold still, just hold still. No need to die for anybody else tonight. Just stay still. What, what are you here for? This is a museum. We're here There's for nothing th- in here. That's we're here for the Jade dragon. We're here for the Jade dragon. 
The one that your your master wears around his neck. Cheap dragon. That's what we're here for. I don't understand. You don't have to. You just hold still. And as you're up against this glass case, uh, you it you you feel on your back. It gets super super hot, and it's the the iron that's sort of protecting and like covering the glass is like burning into your robes. Uh, I mean, you feel it. You can smell skin burn. Uh, I have to move. You have to let me off of these bars. They are hurting me. Uh, not so fast, buddy. Just this will be o- over soon. Oh, oh Filda, come, please. Filda, help. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, sir. I'm trying, sir. And I will, uh, is there anything I can reach? Uh, you can. Uh, is there uh, perhaps one of the busts next to me within arm's reach? Grab it. Yeah. I will grab it and I will uh, swing it at Lorray. All right. Uh, so, so give me a, give me a, uh, improvised weapon to hit. <laughs> All right. This is a seven, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is a seven. Um, this is not going to hit. Ah, oh, you son of a shit. Lorray says, and, and he tries to punch you across the face, um, while he's holding you. Um, a 16, is that going to hit? That will hit, considering I'm wearing an apron. <laughs> All right, and you so so and you're gonna take you're gonna take three damage from this, um, oh. and and as he hits you, you sort of start to fall backwards, and and you feel that the chest is lifting up off of the off of the thing, and you could potentially grab this glass case um, uh, that's behind you. It's burning up hot, but you know maybe you could grab it and push it up against this guy. Yeah, I think I would try to. How how tall is he? Uh, he's taller than you. He's about five ten or so. How tall are you? You're five six. Five three. Five three. Oh yes. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm a short dude. <laughs> You're a really wow. short one. <laughs> um, and a little chubby I too, feel, right? A little chubby. Yeah. A little chubby. I feel like I feel like what Filner would do is uh is is almost try to like slip out of the grip downward. Uh huh. Letting him letting his weight work against him. Uh huh. Um. So like maybe like just like picking his feet up so that he kind of falls into a squat and then the hot iron and he can, you know, that guy would fall into the hot iron. So I feel like that's probably. All right. So uh, let's give a, you know what? Let's give an acrobatics check with advantage with a, with a DC 13 to do this. This guy is not, this is, this guy is, his last name is Mook and he is one. All right, here we go. All right, so, uh, sixteen. Yeah, so so you wriggle out of it, and he leans over. He falls against this chest, and he burns himself badly on the chest, and it falls down. And when it falls down, uh, the the emerald that's in this chest just sort of rolls to the side. So it's it's uh, still near this near the 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 spear tip but it's not sort of right on it like it was before and you hear from inside the glass this sound ah you fucking shit you fucking shit get off of me shatter 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 and the glass shatters and it's like flies all over the room like a glass grenade and the the emerald flies out away from it and you hear like as though there is a like Frenchman right next to you. Um, and, and he says, 
You're pieces of shit. 79 years the emerald has silenced me. I will be silenced no more. And I look around for a person. And I, I, I mean, it doesn't sound anything like Luray, so I'm thoroughly, yeah. thoroughly confused as to what's what's speaking. You are a shit. Who's that? Who is who is speaking? I am Peresto and Capitan, and you will take me to the master. The blade, the blade. Take me to the master you, now. The curse is real. I am no curse. I am. A fully formed man inside a boar spear. Now, now, <laughs> you take me to the master now. And when he says this, there is a string of red, like like a like a nylon thread that sort of goes out and touches your face, and you can actually feel it. And when you feel it, you are suddenly filled with such anger at the poor design choices in this in this building at the like the utter shabbery of the glass case that you have been kept inside of for the last 79 years you are filled with a memory of falling in battle and having some yahoo pick you up inside a cloak and wrap you up, and the next thing you know, you were silenced and inside a glass box in someone's crappy-ass museum. Oh my god. It's... I, I would uh, immediately just... Is Larray more or less incapacitated? He is, he is... he is... he has been impaled by glass on the ground. So he is... Uh, he has been burnt up. This... Uh, this... this sword cast the shatter spell... At sixth level, <laughs> good lord, which um, which which does eight d six damage to um, to organic material and double that to inorganic material. So this glass really went off like a bomb in here, and it has like pierced him and killed him. And somehow I survived. Uh, you you could have killed me. I I I, I thank you. Uh, wh- what would you have me do? I will I will take you to Edgar. You pick me up and you carry me to Edgar now. Okay, I do. All right. So when you get this thing in your hand, it is not like holding a sword. You have the sense of something literally filling your whole body. Like it is it is as though you have drowned in a river and are having an out-of-body experience while dying. And you are not even fully cognizant of taking the steps up to the up to Edgar's room. Um you are not fully aware of the man Griggs that you have just recently been speaking to, who is standing over the body of Edgar. Um, and Griggs sees you, and he t- he turns, and he he sort of smiles, and he motions to, uh, to it seeming like seemingly to you, but from the corner of you, your eye, you see. You see Garay step out from behind the door and he wraps his arms around you and you don't even do anything. It's like you drop the sword and when you drop the sword, it just comes to life and it spins around behind, behind you. And uh, Griggs sees these, this, these two purple 
like rays come out of your head and streak to the sword and then blow through Garay's body. And it just eviscerates his body. And so now you're standing in front of Griggs, who is a gnarled assassin, and he has just killed your master. And Pariso and Capitan lands back into your hand and says, Kill him! Kill him now! With, with what? With you? Send me into the man's heart, and I will reward you with infinite power. Uh, Edgar's dead, and I'm starting to tear up in my eyes, and I'm enraged at, at him for killing this man that treated me so well and took me in and taught me everything that I know. And I take Pariso and I, I just lunge right at Griggs. All right, let's get both of you point first. Both of you give me uh give me some initiative now We're we're in, we're in initiative and playing the role of Griggs will be John Watson. <laughs> Don't kill Phil there. Don't kill him. <laughs> 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 with my huge hit point total level one oh, don't worry that's gonna get solved soon enough <laughs> so i rolled a 12 okay and uh and and john just give okay. me a d20 and add four uh, to it okay so i rolled the 18 okay yep so 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 uh you're gonna act first Filnir is lunging at you with a sword after he has just eviscerated your two <laughs> companions, like blown up one with <laughs> with a glass bomb and then sent mind bullets through the other one's stomach and uh, um, sort of blew out the back. The exit wound is nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. What the hell? I thought you were just a tour guide. I, I am a, a, a tour guide. <laughs> Who are you? What do you, what do you do? What have you done? This man has something that I have been contracted to procure. And now I need to get out of here with it. If I'm going to get paid, I'm going to go through you. Well, you won't have it. All right. So I just, uh, you won't another. have it. All right. So, yeah. So, okay. That's going to be a miss. Um, uh, and you get two attacks. You're in trouble now. <laughs> Stacking this against me. All right, what's your uh, what's your AC? My my AC unarmored is twelve. All right, so so um, as he is striking out at you, the shield spell is cast upon you, and he is going to miss this. Um, what is? And and uh, before you even act. You feel a surge of power. And Periso Incompetent has cast as a sixth level spell uh, false life on you. Which give me a one give me a D4. Three. Three plus one is four plus thirty. And that's the number of oh temporary gosh. hit points you have. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yep. So, six level okay. six level false life 30 so temporary 34 hit temp- 34 30 yeah 34 34 okay um all right so um so pariso is temporarily at your disposal uh, well i mean i feel like 
I don't, I don't know of any powers that I have yet uh, holding this thing, but I, I feel power surging through me, and I, I say some words that I didn't know I knew, uh, and uh, a hex comes out of me onto Griggs. Nice. So uh, he's gonna. So tell us what the tell us what this hexblade's curse does. Uh, oh no, it's just hex. Oh hex. Okay. Um, sorry. Let me put the get the text out here. Where did it go? Come on. Uh, I put a curse on a creature uh, that I can see until the spell ends. I deal an extra one d six necrotic damage to the target whenever I hit it with an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also choose an ability when I cast the spell, and he has disadvantage on ability checks with that chosen ability. So I would choose uh, dexterity, okay. Good. Um, and uh, I get some hit points. Uh, or oh, no, I can move the spell when there's nobody else, so I can when he dies. All right. uh, yeah, and then uh, that's all. That's my action. Okay, is that a bonus action? No, it's a it's an action. Uh, Hex is a bonus action. Yeah. Actually, you're yep. right. Um, so then I will, and, and uh, I'll tell you any any warlock spells that you do, Pariso is doing them, not you. So that will not take up your action. Oh my god! So you gosh. still have the an action for... and a bonus action. <laughs> this character is crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't make that many plans, expecting not to have a ton of spells. So I think uh, I think he would just attack, not not realizing what else he could do. Um, yeah so attack so um and you're gonna have a plus six to hit with parasol wow okay so that would be a 12 okay nope it's not gonna hit not a good roll that's not gonna hit um and uh and when you swing and miss parasol says i have chosen incorrectly (laughs) the mook on the chest would have been a better choice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right all right assassin and he just he just looks at a field <laughs> you went out of your wheelhouse boy all right and do i do i add to that or is it just you're gonna add four add four to that okay so that's a, a 15 all right all right so so do your um do your damage it's a it's a d8 D8 damage. It's three. Three, and it's been, and he is, uh, he's gonna add, he's gonna add his, uh, strength, his, his dexterity modifier to that too, so that's a six. Oh man. And you get one more attack. So that's 10. Not gonna do it. That will not hit. All right. No. All right, Filnir, do it. All right, so in Filnir's mind, in this rage and this thing, he's, suddenly remembering this moment he saw a warlock point his hand at something and just saw this beam come out of his hands and he doesn't know exactly how it worked or what it did but he just kind of just his loose hand his empty hand out there and just aims it right at griggs uh in an eldritch blast all right and you know what comes out of him you're getting three of them uh, the first one is a 22 all right, that one's going to hit. That'll do... Uh... Oh, it's, yeah, that's right. The hex does extra... Oh, does that count as an attack, or does the hex not count as an attack? That's, Edge Splash is not an, an attack roll for hex, so that is uh, just a 10. No, it is. It is. 
Oh, it's a spell attack. It still counts as yep. an attack. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, absolutely. And you get it for each one too. All right. So that does 12 damage. Uh, the second one is a 12. So misses, I would assume. Yep. Uh, and one more time. 24. Oops. Sorry. The 24. Another 10 damage. All right. This guy, this guy is looking awful. Um, yeah. Give me your awful sound, John. No, no. (gasps) (laughs) All right. All right. Orc out on this guy. I know you're not really an orc. I just want to say orc out. (laughs) Ooh. The 21 on him. Yeah, that'll hit. And then get my D8. Six. Okay. Nine. Mm. Okay. And then three is nine. That'd be 18. Yeah, that hits. And then another nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you will not stop me. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> All right. So in your mind, you hear uh, a really a low incantation um, that is coming from your hand and um, uh, and it's just a low hum and you get a hand signal that it's like it's in your mind you see it it's like it's like making the sign language letter J okay and uh and so you so you sort of see this in your mind uh and you see the face of a, a, a very old elf uh in your in your mind and 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 it says send him to hell i don't i don't know how how does help me how do how do i do this and i'll just put my hand in that same shape that i saw in my head all right so you have just cast the level nine uh spell psychic scream Uh, (laughs) um, and and in griggs in your in your head you you hear um it's it's like it's like if every child in north carolina at the same moment scratched their fingers on a chalkboard and also screamed the most annoying sound in the world. And then that went through an amplifier that was like a hundred times that sound. And that's what Griggs hears. And I need you to roll an intelligent saving throw with, uh, uh, with a, with a DC. What's your, what's your, um, my spell DC is, uh, 13. 13. If you could cast a level nine spell, you'd be adding it up to five, five more. Onto that, so it's eighteen. So the DC is eighteen on this. Okay, I, I don't know. I feel like that sound is an instant death. It's not an instant death. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, well, we'll see. This is you're gonna roll for half damage. Oh, nineteen. Okay, so he saved. Um. Uh, and so you're gonna take. So that's. So he doesn't get stunned, he doesn't. but he does half. Uh, so so na- 
half as so much damage. You take, you take 19 damage. Jeez. 19 um, is half. And you have, yeah, and you have, <laughs> and you, you have two left. Just so you know. <laughs> well, there's also the hex damage, right? If that's an attack. Uh, it's not an attack. This is a save. If it's a saving throw, okay. if you have it. to, if you, it's, yeah, if it. it's a saving throw, it's not an attack. Only if it, you have, you have an attack roll. All Got right, it. Griggs. This guy's like barely standing. He's yeah. just. <laughs> All right, roll to hit him. He's mad. He's real mad. But he's also confused. <laughs> he rolls <laughs> so a that's, six. That's a ten. Yeah. It's a t- <laughs> that's not going to do anything. You call oh, yourself no. an assassin. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, and. It rolls two, two natural sixes. <laughs> and, <laughs> two natural sixes. And, and, par- and, and, and Pariso uh, casts vicious mockery on you and says, and says, I have never seen Someone with so much, ah, uh, you are, you, you are shit. You are shit. And, and yes, he's been locked up with in silent for 79 years. He doesn't have a good put down. So you're not going to take the damage. Um, but I need to go a saving throw. And if you, um, if you fail this saving throw, you're going to have disadvantage on your, uh, on your next attack. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. That's a two. <laughs> it's stacked against you, Griggs. Um, all right. All right um, okay. Uh, I think, let's see. I think again, not, not, not knowing what he's capable of yet and being so confused. Uh, Phil near would, um, would rely on what he's already done. So he's going to just try sticking his hand out again and seeing if that does the same thing it did before in an Eldritch Blast. All right. And it does. And you have three rays that sort of start to come out of your face. All right. That one misses. Misses to seven. 13. That's going to hit. No, that's a miss. That's a miss. Four, 14 is the number to hit. Oh, they oh, all three miss. Eight. Come <laughs> on. It's just confusion at how his own body works with these new magical abilities. You got it. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't uh, cast the, the psychic scream again. Uh, yeah, but do it. Do it, John. It's you. <laughs> totally went down. All right. So, so, uh, he sees what happens and he kind of, he, he gets emboldened a little bit. He's like, uh, uh, you will not stop me. You have disadvantage. That's a 12, so, yeah? so roll the second one too. Oh. Okay. Oof, yeah. The, the 12 will still 12 hit. Still hits. All right. Yeah. The 12 hits. And, um, Ooh, what is that? 11? Oh, has he oh, has he boy. broken through your temporary hit points? Yes, he just did. Oh, oh crash! But I do have. I mean, if I I don't know, I don't know how many spell slots I have. So this is you know I, I do have shield. Well, potentially, yeah. which would have, but uh, that would have avoided that. Yeah, well, I, well Pariso is uh he is um uh he's at your disposal. Um, uh, so John, you're gonna roll again. Uh. Oh, yes. There we go. Ooh. That's just that's a, a seven. That, 
That will not hit. Doesn't do it. Seven does not hit. Okay. okay. So, um, feeling feeling very threatened, very close to the the, <laughs> the brink of his life. Um, he's gonna. He's def, Filnir's definitely gonna make that J symbol again and do another psychic scream because he has, you know, at this point, all right, no other option. All right. uh, so, John, give us a a saving throw. Here we go. All right. Not going to do it. Get the, uh, give me the, give me the roll. And then (laughs) I want you to describe. Oh, uh, oh, (laughs) oh, God. Oh, my God. So he's taking 52 damage. Um, Oh, my. Give us the, uh, tell us what happens. (laughs) So he makes that little J hook and then he just watches as Griggs eyes go wide. And he, Griggs covers his ears and just starts sort of tearing at his own face to make this noise of just like chattering, like rat teeth, just chewing on things in his head, just just radiating in his head and he can't get rid of it. And he just basically starts, you know, kind of shredding his own skin, trying to get it out of his head until his head explodes. (laughs) (laughs) Griggs, do you have any last words before your head explodes? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so you've killed the two mooks and Griggs now. And um and uh Edgar's laying on the ground I, in front of you. Um I think I think I would be completely shell-shocked at all of this stuff that's happened and I, I, I go to Edgar and see if see if he's actually still breathing. He's he's still breathing and and he he reaches his hand out and you think he's reaching for you, but instead he reaches out and he touches the sword in your hand the uh, Paraso. the 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 spear tip Paraso. and and he sort of pulls him to his chest and uh, sort of pats his chest with his fist like a um, sort of a warrior might with his sword as he is about to die and he whispers into the the hilt of Pariso and you you actually hear him say I'm sorry old friend I should have never locked you up and and then and then he's gone and uh Pariso says to you get my scabbard take me to Fort Hapas we shall meet my paladin tomorrow okay I, I will have to hurry I I, I am wounded too, but I, I will, I will do my best. I, I thank you for saving my life and for, for choosing me. I, I owe you. And I, I chose the one who was closest to me. Do not read a thing into it. Well, I'm just great. You will I'm not just, have me much longer. I'm just grateful that it was me. Uh, thank you. And I will, uh, go downstairs and grab the scabbard and, um, stuff a couple of, uh, cream puffs in my, <laughs> in my bag and maybe see if there's something more appropriate to wear for a walk to a fort. <laughs> and you, you also see um, the emerald that's on the ground um, that you thought was cursed. And then I remember that it silenced him for a minute and I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll pick it up and I'll put it in the opposite, like put it in a pocket on the opposite side. All right. All right. Um, um, 
yeah, when you pick it up, you notice that it, like there's literally no sound around it, uh, and you can kind of put it up by your ear and like the blood that's thumping in your head, um, and the sort of like pounding that you're hearing, it just sort of suddenly disappears out of your right ear. So you you know that's what it is. This thing has has a very small radius, but it's make it makes everything silent around it. Can I tell how far the radius is? Move my hands apart with um it's a, like is it if it's, one pocket is it one pocket on the other side of each side of my body are they yeah it's about a foot it's about a foot of some kind of effectiveness so okay so at about nine inches you can start to be able to hear a little bit um and, okay. at, and at a foot you can hear like normal so yeah so yeah so i mean are you gonna head toward the fort uh yeah again i think i would look for Know, maybe I'd look through Edgar's stuff. I, I, I presume he's probably not got the same stature as me. Um, yeah, no, there's there's um, there's nothing really that's going to fit you here. But is you it do obvious, find is it obvious what they if they went in there for something? To me, looking at his body, uh, so they have ripped his shirt wide open. Okay, and and, uh, and I would notice that his necklace is missing. His necklace is definitely missing, um, and. Uh, and you see that the necklace is made of the same emerald. It's not. It's not jade. It's made of the same emerald that um, that the emerald from Pariso was made of, and that it also has a silent feature on it. Um, huh. And so it's a little smaller. The silent radius is a little smaller, but it's uh, it's still effective. So I guess I would see that in Griggs's hand oh sorry yeah it's so, so griggs had it on his body yeah. griggs also had 75 gold pieces on him and he had a note um tell me what what languages do you speak and read i can speak uh common elvish and halfling okay so you do not recognize you do not even recognize the the writing on this on this uh this letter um but give me a give me a um uh, a history check. An eight. Yeah. Despite yeah. the plus two. Yeah. You think it's got a seal that is a, a family seal of some kind, um, but you don't recognize the family seal at all. Um, and Larray and Garay don't have anything on them. They're real, 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 real fucked up. Um, and, Pariso is getting pissed off that you're still there. Get to move on. Okay. Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, let me just lock the museum. Um, so I will, again, I'll, I'll grab the, the cream puffs. I'll, I'll stick them in a bag, what I can muster. And, uh, um, you know, I'm sure that uh, Edgar had some weapons stashed somewhere from his own personal stuff. And I will grab those. Um, yeah. Maybe it's a dagger or two. Yeah, he's got a uh, dagger and, and a spear, and he's got uh, he's got a nice little arsenal in his bedroom. So pretty much whatever you want, you can grab from here. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll grab a, the the dagger he's got and the spear, um, and I will make my way out to the front, lock the door, and um, head toward Fort Hapas. Yeah. So the thing to remember is that um, even though Lakeshire is in. Uh, Adarin territory. Um, uh, it sort of is very independent from the rest of the Breen. 
Uh, so, but once you get heading toward Fort Hapas, you're going to have to pass by the tower, which separates the two, um, the two uh, em- empires, which is sort of the front. Um, and you have, you're sort of sneaky, right? You have a little bit of a sneak to you. Yeah. 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 I'm also good at talking. Um, so, so then um, y- you can choose to either go uh, right up to the, the tower or you can try to sneak around the um, in, in the woods to the north of the tower. Um, they seem, I, you know, you could probably do either one uh, and, and get through. Uh, I, I don't know that he would. I mean, he's aware of the, the tension between the two sides. Yeah. Um, but I think he would just be in a hurry to kind of to get there the fastest way possible. Um, so I think he would just go, you know, on the fastest route, regardless of whether it's okay. on the road or not. Yeah. So, so he gets to the tower and, um, there are guards, the daring guards there and, uh, and they sort of just look at you and, you know, you, you don't look like much, even though you got a spear and a dagger. Um, and they just, they say, uh, uh, you, if you want to go over there, just give us a gold and, and don't tell anybody we let you through. Okay. I'll give them a gold and then I'll, I'll pull out two, uh, two cream puffs and be like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I do appreciate it. I've never here. You never, you don't know where these treats are from. Like <laughs> they take them, they love them. They start eating them. Oh my goodness. It's so good. Um, and you walk another eight miles of silent, uh, uneventful walking and you sort of come upon, um, this, you know, it's kind of shabby. Uh, it's this wooden palisaded, um, fort that is, that sort of juts up from the, the, between the river and the King's highway and out front, there is a, uh, sort of an old man who is, looks like he's doing intake. There's a line of, of people that are sort of signing up for something with this guy. Um, and, and you hear Pariso pipe up and he says, he says, to get in, you must join the army. Do not worry. You can leave afterwards. Uh, my paladin will be here tomorrow. He can explain everything. Join the army. Uh, okay. Uh, um, well, I've had, I've actually had some training in how that military structure works. Uh, uh, okay. So you get up and um, uh, this guy, Welton, <laughs> sees you and he says, Oh, uh, another, another, another new recruit, eh? Uh, uh, yes, yes. Where, uh, you, where are you coming from, dwarf? Uh, f- from Lake Shire. Oh, you don't look like a, you don't look like no halfling I ever seen. No, I'm, I'm not a halfling. I was, I was, yes, I, I'm not, I was not originally from Lake Shire, but that is where I, come from tonight uh, I, I would like to join the army uh if it please uh all right well um you know how to use that spear you're holding um, um stick them with the sharp end <laughs> is that right that's about it oh, good. that's about that's, it that's right that's yes. about it uh and so he he uh he he hands you a small bag with 15 gold pieces in it and he says this will get you through winter 
and you walk into the gate and there's a pile of oversized chain mail and a uh, a giant pile of spears that have just all been laid down. And he says, Despo's spearmen, take three spears, get your mail, meet me over there and I'll take you to your tent. Okay, so I'll grab, I guess, two more spears because I had one already. Um, and then uh, try to find the most size appropriate chain mail I can find, which probably takes too long. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so I imagine as I'm sort of pulling up the chain mail, the guard's probably looking at me like, he's an idiot. They're all the same size. And as you start to try to figure out what chainmail to put on and you realize it's going to be a real freaking hassle to wear this heavy stuff, um, you take a look around and it doesn't look as crowded in here as you thought it would. Like from the outside, it looked like, you know, maybe 300, 400 men um, should be staffing this, um, uh, this fort. And by the looks of it, there's about 50 here, 50 or 60. Um and uh, you see a, a, a woman in heavy plate mail uh, and, and she is chatting with an old man and uh, uh, who's like got very um, sort of thick, bushy hair. And he's, he looks like he's just taken a, a, a bath. He's wearing, he's wearing just a, um, a loincloth and has leather straps on his, uh, on his arms and there is a um, very effete looking young wizard who is standing with him, who's shaking his head uh, in disgust at the loincloth. And that will end our episode zero. Uh, and hopefully people sort of know where we uh, picked up from, uh, from, from this moment. All right. Uh, good job, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> this character is insane. Phil Neer well, or Paris? He's going to be level one in a minute here. Yeah, he's about to get <laughs> level one. I don't think Pariso is going to be sharing his like scream with me. Uh, come, no. come episode one. <laughs> but you know what? I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping. Come episode one, that you get in the fight where you start to do the J and try, and try, and try to get, try to try to make it happen. And you know, just, yeah, yeah. just my finger just sparks out. It's a, a, a puff of air. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Phil is going to spend the night having a very quiet conversation with Pariso about like, you know, how, how to do this stuff himself. And I'm sure Pariso is yeah. going to give him a very, uh, you know, snark filled response on how well, to do it I mean, like, just after like one thing like here's how you hex here's how you all just, like, sh- shut the fuck up go away yeah, yeah, I don't look here from you I, you think I talk too much I, you talk too much <laughs> and um, and the other thing is that I think uh, I think that this is this is probably where Filnir you know makes a bond an actual pact with this yeah. sword um, uh, I think he liked the power right he liked he yeah. liked that I mean, he's, um, he's been a, you know, sort of a docent his whole life and never really amounted to much of anything. So I think having this kind of power is going to uh, surprise him and make him feel powerful, you know, and confident. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. 
Well, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and uh, um, I think uh, episode one. Uh, to be recorded soon. To be recorded soon that these people have already oh, listened to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you do you have any you have any plugs you want to you want to make uh, before we sign off? Um, you know, I heard about a really cool thing that I feel like deserves a plug. I don't know if this will come out in time to actually plug it, but I heard about this thing called Critical Core, which is uh-huh. uh, like a box set. Uh, it's sort of a, a simplified version of uh, Dungeons and Dragons Five E that's uh, meant to help autistic kids. Um, game and manage interpersonal relationships through uh, tabletop gaming and, and role-playing. Uh, oh, that's, wow, that sounds really great. Cool. So uh, sounds I have great. no association with it, but I heard about it. I thought it was really cool. Uh, and they've got a Kickstarter going, I think, through the end of April, if that, oh. uh, if by chance this gets out. 2019. Yes, April. 2019. Yes. 2019. <laughs> 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 just, just a few days before John Watson turns 40. And when this comes out, John will be uh, edging closer and closer to Medicare. <laughs> yeah, the company that the company that makes it, which yeah. is the more important part, is uh, yeah. it's called Game to Grow. Game to Grow. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, this is um, this is uh, Dungeon Granddads. <laughs> <laughs> By the time this episode comes out, we will yeah. all be grandparents. Yeah. Be grandparents. <laughs> um, all right, guys, this is really fun. I can't wait to, to record the next one. Yep. Uh, uh, I'll see you guys later. Right, Sign up. <laughs>